eternal, righteous, and invisible Father in heaven. Thank you, dear Lord, for giving us this opportunity to learn at your feet, to draw nearer to you, that we may know you. We pray, Father, that you will give us all the help that heaven can give, that as we go through this all-important study of knowing the Lord, that by your grace we shall indeed know you, and in the knowledge of the Lord we may receive our blessings. We pray, Father, that your Spirit shall be graciously granted to every one of us who is listening and all who would ever go through this devotion. I ask, dear Father, for myself that you consecrate me to your service, that this work shall be done for time and for eternity, and as we go through your word now, may your Spirit guide us into, into all truth, granting us understanding, rightly dividing the word of truth for us to the end, that we may know you and have eternal life. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. January 1. Unlock the storehouse. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 In the word of God, there are rich minds of truth that we may spend our whole lifetime in exploring, and yet we shall find that we have only begun to view their precious stores. There are unsearchable riches for us. It will take us all eternity to comprehend the riches of the glory of God and of Jesus Christ. Christ has said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. John chapter 7 verse 37 Have you exhausted the fountain? No, for it is inexhaustible. Just as soon as you feel your need, you may drink and drink again. The fountain is always full. And when you have once drunk of that fountain, you will not be seeking to quench your thirst from the broken cisterns of this world. You will not be studying how you can find the most pleasure, amusement, fun and frolic. No, because you have been drinking from the stream which makes glad the city of God. Then your joy will be full, for Christ will be in you. Jehovah Emmanuel, he in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, in whom dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 and verse 9. To be brought into sympathy with him, to know him, to possess him, as the heart opens more and more to receive his attributes, to know his love and power and to possess the unsearchable riches of Christ, to comprehend more and more what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 and 19. 
This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 There is no need for us to hunger. There is no need for us to thirst, while the storehouse of heaven is open for us, and the key is given into our possession. What is the key? Faith which is the gift of God. Unlock the storehouse, take of its rich treasures. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Unlock the Storehouse. Today we will be looking at one aspect of the knowledge of God. What is a storehouse? A storehouse refers to a place, usually a large building where valuable materials or goods are kept or stored to be accessed when needed for sale or for other uses, for consumption. So what is the storehouse being referred to in the context of our devotion? The storehouse in the context of our devotion for today is the wealth of wisdom and knowledge and all manner of blessings that is afforded to us through our knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. We first need to know what is contained in this storehouse before we talk about having the keys to unlock the storehouse. So we have already established that the storehouse is the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the storehouse. So what is this knowledge of God? In understanding the knowledge of God, we may then understand the blessings we get through knowing God. Jehovah Emmanuel, like we read in our devotion, in he, he in whom all treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. Like we read in the book of Ephesians 3 verse 18 and 19, it says, what God wants us to know what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. This is the intention of God for us. But to know God is the only way we can be filled with the fullness of God. And that's why I'm saying we need to understand first, what are the blessings that God affords us in knowing Him? 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 tells us this first of all, that when we know God is to keep His commandments. So what is in the storehouse of the knowledge? Jesus Himself said, This is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. That is John 17 verse 3. And the storehouse is likened to a fountain. Psalms 36 verse 7 to 10 says, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy fountains. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Amen. So in the storehouse of God is a fountain. We are satisfied with the fatness that is in it. Proverbs 14 verse 26 and 27 says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. We read in our devotion that in the storehouse of God you may come and drink of the fountain, and you may drink and drink again. The fountain is always full, and when you have once drunk of that fountain, you will not be seeking to quench your thirst from the broken 
cisterns. And here the psalmist is telling us, For with thee, Psalm 66, verse 9, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. Verse 8, he said there that we shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of his house. We have read that I may know him, page 7, paragraph 3 that we will not be satisfied with the broken systems of this world. You will not be studying how you can find the most pleasure, amusement, fun and frolic. No, because you have been drinking from the stream which makes glad the city of God. Then your joy will be full for Christ will be in you. End of quote. This is the blessing that we are to receive when we come to the storehouse of the Lord. Christ will be in us having drunk from that fountain but to make this thing more literal so that it's clearly understood the fountain the drinking of jesus is to assimilate yourself to his word the storehouse is the word of god like we are reading now if you are taken from that storehouse you will not be drinking from the broken systems of the world you will not be studying how you can find the most pleasure amusement and frolic the reason for the restlessness experienced by many today is because like the Israel of old, many have forsaken God, the fountain of living waters, and have gone to hew for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. Jeremiah 2, reading from verse 10 to 13, God was speaking concerning this and said, For pass over the isles of Chittim and see, and send unto Kedah and consider diligently, and see if there be such a thing. Had a nation changed their gods which are yet no gods, but my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be astonished, O you heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And in verse 13 there, that is the focus he have forsaken it in in john in jeremiah 17 verse 13 also jeremiah said "O lord the hope of israel all that forsake thee shall be ashamed and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth because they have forsaken the lord the fountain of living waters and when we forsake the lord that is the reason why we try to satisfy ourselves with the entertainment of the world but when you are drinking from the fountain of the storehouse of the lord you will be satisfied. You will not need to be scrolling through shorts in YouTube and shorts on Facebook and shorts on TikTok to fill yourself because the Word of God has filled you. That I may know him, page 7, paragraph 4, tells us, Jehovah Emmanuel, he in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, in whom dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, to be brought into sympathy with him, to know him, to possess him, as the heart opens more and more to receive his attributes, to know his love and power, to possess the unsearchable riches of Christ, to comprehend more and more what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. End of quote. So it is by opening the heart more and more to receive the attributes of God that we know him. Our devotion for the year is that I may know him. And this is the first lesson we should learn. It is by opening the heart more and more, not to receive the attributes of the world, not to receive the attributes of your parents, not to receive the attributes of any other person, but to receive the attributes of God. That is how we know him. This is why the test of knowing God is in the keeping of his commandments like we read earlier in 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 and 4. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. 
he that said i know him and keep it not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him why if we really know him as we should it will be evidenced by our possession of his attributes reading from the book conflict and courage page 282 paragraph 3 we see what i want to just read it to show us what possessing the attributes more and more of christ can do to us it says in the common walks of life there is many a man patiently treading the round of daily toil unconscious that he possesses powers which if called into action would raise him to an equality with the world's most honored men it was such men that jesus called to be his co-laborers and he gave them the advantage of association with himself that's the focus association with himself never had the world's great men such a teacher when the disciples came forth from the savior's training they were no longer ignorant and uncultured they had become like him in mind and character and men took knowledge of them that they had been with jesus end of quote amen remember what we read earlier in that i may know him that it is to draw nearer to god to possess his attributes to open your heart more and more to receive his attributes that is what it means to know god and the disciples of jesus before coming near to him they were not possessing his attributes but as they came near to jesus observed his character as they associated with him people took knowledge of them that they had been with jesus a knowledge of god is important for us in the book ministry of healing page 409 paragraph 2 we are told a knowledge of god is the fountain of all true education and of all true service it is the only real safeguard against temptation it is this alone that can make us like god in character end of quote so what makes us like god in character how is it that the disciples of jesus were able to assimilate his character how is it that they were no longer ignorant and uncultured and they had become like him in mind and character it is by the knowledge of god that's the only way is rich treasures so let's get let's get very literal now we're talking about unlocking the storehouse let's be very literal to understand what this storehouse is a knowledge of god is what is contained in the storehouse so what is this storehouse the word of god a knowledge of god can only be gotten by studying the word of god that is your storehouse it is from there that you observe christ as the disciples came near to jesus and jesus made them associate with him we can associate with jesus today by studying his word and it's not going to be any less powerful than when the disciples spent time with jesus the bible tells us enoch walked with god and god took him he never saw jesus face to face but enoch could study god through his word through nature so much that he was assimilated and transformed to the character of god that he had the mind and character of christ so don't think you are disadvantaged that the disciples had jesus physically with them remember that judas had jesus physically with him too but he did not transform him satan stood in the very presence of god as lucifer and he did not keep him in the truth so it is not by your physical be physically being in the presence of god it is all about faith remember in the end of our devotion today that i may know him 
we read, there is no need for us to hunger. There is no need for us to thirst. While the storehouse of heaven is open for us, that is the Bible. While the word of God, that's the storehouse. So let me read it again. There is no need for us to hunger. There is no need for us to thirst. While the word of God, that is the storehouse of heaven, is open for us. And the key is given into our possession. What is the key? Faith, which is the gift of God. Unlock the storehouse. Take so as far as we have the word of God open to us and we study it by faith, we are unlocking the storehouse. Faith is the key to unlock the word of God. And when you unlock it, you will see rich treasures for you there that will be a blessing to you. A knowledge of God can only be gotten by studying God's word, like I said. This man, David, if there's somebody who understood the blessing of the word of God, David stood out. David understood that the word of God contained deep treasures so much that he was obsessed and he was in awe of the word of God. He understood that the knowledge of God through his word was the key to life and satisfies the aim and purpose of life. That was why he prayed in the book Psalm 119 verse 18. He said, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. And in verse 27 he said, Make me to understand thy way the way of thy precepts so should i talk of thy wondrous works and in verse 108 david exclaimed it said accept i beseech thee the free will offerings of my mouth o lord and teach me thy judgments what was david's prayer about he was praying about the word of god lord teach me your judgment in verse 27 he said he, he prayed make me to understand thy the way of thy precepts in verse 18 open my eyes let me behold wondrous things out of your law in verse 124 david prayed again deal with thy servant according to thy mercy and teach me thy statutes verse 125 he then said i am your servant give me understanding that i may know your testimonies in all these verses i have read what is david doing david is praying to god what is his prayer request lord teach me your ways open your word to me open my eyes to behold wondrous things not in magic not in the television, not in entertainment on YouTube. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things where? Out of thy law. Make me understand the way of your precepts. This is David's prayer request. He was so much in awe of the treasures in the word of God and he drank of that fountain so much that he said in verse 46 of Psalm 119, I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and I will not be ashamed. He was not ashamed of sharing it in the highest positions of society. As we allow the word of God to shape our lives, we discover in it a treasure of truth, a system of truth that elevates the mind and the life, unravels mysteries, and places us well above the common man in the world devoid of this truth. And that was why David said, still in the book Psalm 119 verse 96, he said, I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Verse 97 and down to verse 100, he said, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Commandments has made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I have kept thy precepts. And in verse 104 to 106, he said, Through thy precepts, I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. Amen. David was so much in awe of this word of God 
the storehouse that he exclaimed in verse 164 and verse 167 he said seven times a day do i praise thee why because he got a visa to the u.s why is david praising god seven times a day he's not joking his reason he says is because of thy righteous judgments can you imagine that that david is praising god seven times a day just because of what god's word and in verse 167 he says my soul hath kept thy testimonies and i love them exceedingly and going to verse 127 to 130 he says therefore i love thy commandments above gold yeah above fine gold what is the commandments that 10 commandments that people are hating today david says therefore i love it above gold yeah above fine gold therefore i esteem i esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right and i hate every false way thy testimonies are wonderful therefore does my soul keep them the entrance of thy word giveth light it giveth understanding to the simple he could stay up in the night studying the word of god in verse 148 he says my eyes prevent the night watches in other words i'm not sleeping that i might meditate in thy word verse 62 he said at midnight i will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy judgments because of thy righteous judgments does david look like it like he's like somebody who's crazy to you he's not can you imagine just somebody waking up in the middle of the night and then what is he sitting down to do praise god for your righteous judgments that's what he's doing i praise you O lord for your righteous judgment and in verse 27 he says i love you lord for your commandments they are they are more than they are more precious than gold to me i, I love your commandments above gold above fine gold can you imagine a man praising god and what and you ask him what are you praising god for you say it's his commandments i love his command his commandments are so wonderful how do you feel about that what do you praise god for have you found the treasure david had found it david was in so much awe of the word of god that he says seven times a day i praise thee because of your righteous judgment not because you have given me a son not because you delivered me from accident those things are good i'm not saying they're not good but have you appreciated god's word the way david appreciated it have you realized that in this word of god are hidden treasures it's a storehouse of hidden treasures david understood it he saw that it is greater than gold and he was specific he says thy commandments that commandment that many preachers are on their pulpit saying today that it has been done away with that commandments that many are saying they don't like it they hate it david was praising god seven times a day he will wake up in the middle of the night look up to the heavens and just thank god thank god for your word thank god for your righteous judgment I, they are wonderful 120 verse 129 he says thy testimonies are wonderful do you see them like that and at midnight he will praise god for it david understood that there were treasures there now let's hear this one in verse 162 david said i rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil in another version he says i am delighted by your word like a man who makes a discovery of great wealth wow this is how david viewed the word of god because he understood that in it are hidden treasures have you understood it what are you seeking god for are you praying for the word of God to be open to you like David was praying when he said open down mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law 
Are you praying, make me to understand your way? Because this is the faith. It is that prayer. Prayer and faith works together. Without prayer, you cannot exercise your faith. David was exercising faith. This prayer was the unlocking of the storehouse. We have already read in our devotion that faith is the key that unlocks the storehouse. David here was exercising that faith, which was the key that unlocked the storehouse for him. And he was able to get its riches that were like gold above fine gold. So if there's something we're learning today, the word of God, the knowledge of God is like a storehouse that is in it are contained treasures that are better than fine gold, wondrous treasures. Reading from Review and Herald, November 10, 1904, paragraph 1 downward, it says, In the word of God, studied and obeyed as our guidebook, we possess a spiritual guide and instructor by which the worst forms of evil in ourselves may be brought under the discipline of God's law. If the teachings of this word were made the controlling influence in our lives, if mind and heart were brought under its restraining power, the evils that now exist in churches and families would find no place. Upon converted households, the purest blessings would, would descend, and from these households an influence will go forth that would make them a power on the side of truth and righteousness. The work of reformation that is needed must begin in the home. Let me stop here for now. So what we are reading is telling us the blessing of the word of God. If this word of God, which is the, 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 the treasure in the storehouse, if it was assimilated, if people of the world today were being guided by it, it would have taken away the worst forms of evil in ourselves and we will be brought under the discipline of God. It will solve the world's problem. Today, we see the world, United Nations and presidents and ambassadors of nations trying to bring peace in the world, but they are not studying the word. How will that happen? Reading paragraph 4 now, it says, In the Bible, the will of God is revealed. Through all time, this book is to stand as a revelation of Jehovah. To human beings, the divine oracles have been committed to be the power of God. The truths of the word of God are not mere sentiment, but the utterances of the Most High. He who makes these truths a part of his life becomes in every sense a new creature. He is not given new mental powers, but the darkness that through ignorance and sin have clouded the understanding is removed. The words, a new heart will I give you, means a new mind will I give you. This change of heart is always attended by a clear conception of Christian duty and understanding of truth. The clearness of our views of truth will be proportionate to our understanding of the word of God. He who gives the scriptures close prayerful attention will gain clear comprehension and sound judgment as if in turning to God he had reached a higher grade of intelligence. Wow! This is what David was doing. David was, was praying for the word of God to come and transform his mind for the purpose that he will be a new creature so that he will have clear views of the truth. And in getting this clear view of the truth, he will reach a higher grade of intelligence. I'll continue the reading now. It says, The word of God, 
studied and obeyed as it should be, will give light and knowledge. Its perusal will strengthen the understanding. By contact with the purest, most lofty truths, the mind will be enlarged, the taste refined. We are dependent on the Bible for a knowledge of the early history of our world, of the creation of man and of his fall. Remove the word of God and what can we expect but to be left to fables and conjectures and to that enfeebling of the intellect which is the sure, the sure result of entertaining error. We need, the we need the authentic history of the origin of the earth, of the fall of Lucifer and of the introduction of sin into the world. Without the Bible, we should be bewildered by false theories. The mind will be subjected to the tyranny of superstition and falsehood. But having in our possession an authentic history of the beginning of the world, we need not hamper ourselves with human conjectures and unreliable theories. End of quote. Amen. Do you now understand why David would pray to the Lord, saying, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Make me understand your precepts. Teach me your judgments. Teach me your statutes. Give me understanding, he said, that I may know your testimonies. That was David's prayer request. And today, I want us to pray like David. Many of us have been praying for temporal and material things. But look at David, the man after God's own heart. What was David's prayer request? It was not for carnal things. It was not for worldly things. David's prayer request was for the word of God. He asked the Lord, open my eyes. I'm not saying you cannot ask for temporal things. But do you understand that all those temporal things, the word of God, the commandments according to David, is he esteems it more than gold, more than fine gold. Are you seeing what David is seeing? Have you come to a place where if you are given the commandment of God versus gold, you know that these commandments of God is more valuable than fine gold. It's a treasure in the storehouse of God. The treasure in the storehouse of God is the commandments of God, which David said he esteems more than gold, more than fine gold. Do you understand that the precepts of the Lord in his word are greater riches and wealth than every material blessing the Lord can give to you. Do you understand that the word of God is everything? Let us learn like David to understand that the treasure in the storehouse of God is his word. And as we allow that word to shape our lives, it will solve the ills and problems of this world. And through us, we may be used as instruments to bring conversion into other households, purest blessings descending from us and to other people. We will be a blessing to the rest of the world. Do you understand this? Today we need to make our prayer request and from henceforth, not just today. Pray to, to have an understanding of the word. David will stand up in the midnight and praise God for his word. He said he would wake up, he's staying awake through the night. He says, my eyes prevent the night watches. Psalm 119 verse 148. My eyes prevent the night watches that, my, that I might meditate on the word. What are you meditating on in the night? Many of us is movies. In the night, we are watching movies of all kinds. Your, your eyes is keeping the night watches to study something else that is not the word of God. But as for David, it is the word of God. And then he will look up to the heavens and just be in awe of the word of God and say, Praise the Lord. Seven times a day he said he was praising God. For what? For his word. And this 
is because he understood that the word of God is a treasure that is in the storehouse of the Lord. We need to understand the revelations of God and that's why we are told, Acquaint now thyself with him that thou may be at peace. Job 22 verse 21. Going on to verse 29 says, Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thy heart, and the Almighty will be thy treasure. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Almighty, and shall lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he will hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways when when they cast thee down, thou shalt say, There is lifting up, and the humble person he will save. Amen. So, today, let us learn these lessons. If you must know God, you must allow yourselves to be open in your heart to receive his attributes. And it is by receiving the attributes of God as it is contained in his word that is how we are unlocking the treasures. Of God's house, storehouse, and we are knowing God and becoming more like Him. May the Lord help us that the lessons we have learned today from the life of David and from the words that have been said may be may bring a transformation to our lives. Let us pray. Our dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for all that we have heard today. Before now, we may have been looking at your word as just something that we must study, but we have not esteemed it like gold and above fine gold. We don't see the need to be in awe of it like David was in awe of your word. What is the point in waking seven times, in praising God for his word seven times a day, or waking in the midnight and thanking God for his word? What is the point for us morning, afternoon and evening to thank you for your judgments and your commandments? It's because we've not seen that this word is more than gold lord we pray open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your law teach us your precepts O lord help us to understand your judgments help us especially to prize it above gold to see it that it is a treasure and give us the faith to unlock that storehouse that we may receive the blessings in your word and that our hearts may be open to receive your attributes that we may know you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Angel with a Strong Voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org. That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at tawas.org.